This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Anthony, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Shining Donut 911, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Druskel, Aaron, Danielle, Amy, Tia, Lauren, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we are hanging out daily. Paige, stop commenting. I, it's time. We need to make an official thread. Oh, wait. You're making an official Facebook thread right now about how we, the hosts, yes! hate the movie Snowpiercer? Pod hosts hate the movie. <laughs> End it with, we will not be taking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Mikey just wrote this in the Facebook group. The pod hosts hate the movie Snowpiercer. We will not be making further comment at this time, except for in the comments. And then he tagged all of us. Well, I, I'm in charge of PR about Snowpiercer. I survived Snowpiercer. I marked myself survived. We, Paige, I'm going to have to turn off sharing screens. Yeah, I, I, If you keep blasting us with like sexy I don't Chris Evans photos... <laughs> You're tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch Child's Play, Play 2. Two. So, was this the first time any of you had seen this movie before? This is my first time. Oh. I've actually seen a lot of the uh, Jennifer Tilly sequels, but not this one. Oh. This is the first time I've seen this movie, too. And it was great. Yeah, kind of loved it. It wasn't at all really scary. I don't remember what I gave Child. Let's play one, the original back in 2018 when I say we but you guys weren't on that episode unfortunately but when we did it on the show uh, I have no idea what I gave it on the scary scale but this one was not scary at all I mean it's scary in it's casual disregard for childhood trauma I mean, that <laughs> oh my is God, yes. absolutely true. Like when they like when he goes to the adopt uh, the foster family's house and the Chucky doll is just like in the closet. In the house? And, and the oh dad God. is just like, it's just a doll. Get over it. Like, what are you talking about, <laughs> old man? First off, I haven't seen this as a child. I love these movies as a kid. Right. Also, this this franchise, I think, slaps like start to finish. I think this is a good franchise. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because it's fun. Todd's major complaint of this franchise is he's a doll you can kill them really easily but in todd's defense they do that every movie they do pretty much kill him pretty easily they do kill him every movie and he does like give up as soon as an adult comes into the room because he's like i'm just a doll bro <laughs> he's like i can't do anything i guess i gotta just lay down but this movie on peacock it says two years after the first movie is where this takes place i think that's either wrong i think that's wrong that's gotta <laughs> be wrong it's gotta be like two days it's gotta be like two weeks or two it's days it's gotta be two yeah. weeks it's yeah. gotta be two weeks yeah because yeah. he's at he's at child protective custody and then like the the counselor lady is like well there's always there's the murders or whatever but kids are resilient <laughs> Kids bounce He'll back. He'll be fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they do talk about, like, there have been, like, trials and hearings, but I would say, like, max, like, a month or two, a couple right. months. Yeah, like, maybe two months. Yeah, Paige, baby. So funny. Yeah. She's like, um, you know, like, there's just a bunch of, I mean, he witnessed a ton of murders, but, like, kids are resilient. He'll be fine. Like, kids don't even get upset about that. I'm like, that is not the understanding we have about murder and children today. Absolutely not. And, like, when they start finding the things that Chucky is doing and he's saying that it's Chucky and they don't believe him, I'm like, how has none of these adults been like, 
hey, he's probably acting out because he's suffered yeah. from severe trauma. Bitch. We should give him some leeway. Like, exactly. I don't know how no yes. one has that belief in this movie. Or like, maybe we should take him to see a counselor or something again. Something, <laughs> yeah. So you book in that with the last line of the movie where like, I forgot the sis, the steps, the foster sister's name. Kyle. Is that her name? Kyle? Yeah. The foster sister's name is Kyle and his name is Andy. And I kept switching them in my mind. Yes. Because, because I've heard of Andy as a girl's name, but never Kyle. Yeah. So Andy's like, well, what do we do now, Kyle? And Kyle's like, we go home and he's like, we don't have a home. And she's like, I know. And then credits. <laughs> Some say those kids are still walking to this day. So <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> comes back in a in a later sequel really? like the one that came out in like 2017 yeah but i don't know if andy ever comes back and and it's been a while since i've seen other sequels but like this whole movie tries to tough love the trauma of chucky out of this child yes <laughs> and it's madness did you break a statue chucky did you're a fucking asshole, kid. You're grounded. <laughs> you broke our Lollardos. Yeah, your mom's never getting out of a psychiatric hospital. She keeps talking about how a doll murdered all those people. I know. In the system's defense, it is very unlikely a doll would murder a bunch of people. It is. Yes, yes. 100%. Highly unlikely, but never are the chances zero. But like 99% right. unlikely. Exactly. It's very yeah. unlikely. Mm -hmm. Well, it's basically Terminator 2, where like... Yeah, if your mom keeps screaming about how robots are out to kill her, she's probably going to be institutionalized because 99% of the time, that is a delusion. <laughs> yeah, what drove me crazy about this movie is I want to know where all the other kids are. And I'll explain what I mean. When they're at the orphanage, the foster parents, mm -hmm. picking mm -hmm. up Andy, mm -hmm. they're like, can you take another child? And the mom says... We can always handle one more, you know, like as like a joke. And then they get to their house and there's only one other kid. I was like, oh, okay. They're clearly murdering these children and saying they're still alive for the like money they get from the government. And feeding them to the people who live under the stairs. Yes! No. Paige, no. yes. No. So the foster system in general, foster parenting is not adopting. It is short-term stays right. while they, right. they either go back to their original placement or they get fully adopted or whatever. So it's only like six months, a year or whatever. So it made sense to me. But I could see where you're coming from. But they also get a lot of money for fostering children. So they want to foster a lot. The more you foster, the more money you get. I mean, I was just shocked that even in the early 90s, this foster mother and father were like concerned enough about global warming to do their part. And eat children. Yes. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Eight children, a person. <laughs> eight, wait did you say eight children a equals person? one person yeah i think he just worked out some sort of equation for to save the planet each person has to eat eight people right that's a lot of fucking people i can't eat a person wait, wait i'm gonna no hang on is the Look meat at, titty baby bitch Todd. <laughs> yeah Todd, don't Skinny worry titty baby bitch. Yeah. you only have to eat two wings and then you can throw the rest away it still counts I will have you all know I made a DiGiorno pizza last night, had two slices, and then put the rest in the fridge for leftovers. I've never had a DiGiorno pizza make it past after I cooked it the first time. <laughs> this was a little Caesar's pizza that I have two slices of left because I've eaten six slices <laughs> like that. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Todd's like, the Surgeon know. General says you should only eat two slices of pizza at a time. That's a full meal. You know what? I'm going to eat an entire pack of pizza. I don't give a shit. What I'm going to smoke pizza? the whole pack like cigarettes oh, for the okay. Surgeon General. Okay. So I've started sending Paige 
and Todd my targeted ads from Instagram because they're getting really good. <laughs> Today they sent me a low-carb pizza where the crust is made out of more chicken. And I was like, what a great idea. <laughs> that I feel like I could only eat a couple slices of until I fell asleep. That's a lot of protein, yeah. That's a lot of protein. Yeah. It was like only 45 grams of protein in a pizza. I was like, oh, that's so good if you're looking to bulk, I guess. <laughs> Watch me show up to the next, this is the next recording. I'm just shouldered out. Just like, <laughs> I've eaten a lot of chicken crust pizza. I replaced all of my bread with meat. It's, yeah, cauliflower crust. That's last year, bro. <laughs> Woo! It's chicken crust. It's preparing me to eat like eight billionaires. I don't know why we're doing a free commercial for whatever the fuck company that was, but I really like Mikey and Amai's like roided out like food presenter <laughs> characters. I am here for it. Raising crust chicken pizza. Woo! Get that chicken pizza. Raising Cane's crust. Raising crust Cane's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't do another baby Bobby Billy uh Rue Chris Steakhouse situation. <laughs> Underneath that pool was a pizza oven. <laughs> it's one of those uni pizza ovens, Mikey. Ooh, I want one of those so yeah. bad. They're like, Kyle, have you tried not being such a little bitch? You watch like 12 people die and you can't handle it? Fuck you, man. Oh, man, you can watch people die. Ooh. By the way, Kyle's the sister, not Andy. Andy's the son. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle now. <laughs> He's Kyle now. You're my foster kid. I get to change your name. I don't think that's how that works. There are not. so many adverse childhood events that happen in the child's play movies that. I thought it was crazy that they literally bring foster kids in into this home and they're like by the way don't touch anything <laughs> they bring andy into the most breakable room and he's like i'm seven <laughs> what year okay i have two questions how old is andy and what year was this movie released 1990 and i have no idea how old he was but 37 he, not, not at the time he might be 37 now Okay, I guess I just can't tell how old people are because of my young face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chucky looks 37. Chucky's a great example of, like, practical effects really still fucking holding up. Yeah. I agree. I think these older Child's Play movies look a lot better than the remakes. Yeah. Fair enough. The actor was probably nine when they filmed it. Maybe even eight. Okay. Because if, if they filmed in 89, he was probably eight. He was born in 81, if that answers your question, Mikey. So he was young. Well, if this happened in real life, that kid's probably fucked. I'm not going to lie to you. He needed a lot of therapy, and there's no one around him who seemed very therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, or nobody around him that's even like, maybe we should get him therapy. They're just like, no. he's going to need a lot of help. We're not going to do anything about it. Paige, <laughs> kids are resilient. They bounce back. They can stand up to 20, 25 murders tops. And he's only at like 12, 13. We're good. <laughs> we got plenty of murders left, guys. Mm -hmm. Here's what I love about the franchise. One, I think Chucky, I might like the way he does things better than Freddy. Because there's just a glee in the way he kills people. Like a really artful glee where he just takes pride in his work and like really does shit for no reason just because he thinks it's fun and i really get somebody you know he's not quiet quitting he's like really in there like <laughs> yeah. he's putting it yeah. all in on the job i mean as a slasher villain he is the guy putting in the work and i respect that you're right mikey because it yeah. shows him like planning it laughing about it changing the plan and really you gotta laugh yeah absolutely mikey the thing that bothers me about this series is if you explained it badly to somebody you might end up saying yeah it's a movie about a middle-aged guy trying to get inside a boy <laughs> <laughs> to get inside that boy's soul <laughs> wait is this day man oh my god he's the day man <laughs> ah! He's 
the night man. Well, yeah, and then Andy's the day man. He literally becomes the day man in this movie because he does the thing and tries yes. to go into the boy's soul, but it doesn't work, Paige. Right. Because he has become the day man. I frankly don't think it works because the child's soul has unfortunately been severely damaged from witnessing all of the murders. That is true. And then being separated from his mother, being told that she is crazy and that he is crazy for also believing the same thing. Even though we all know it really did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know that because we saw the first movie, but the foster family hadn't seen the first movie yet. Right. They wouldn't see it. They did not give the kind of vibes that they liked horror movies. They liked porcelain figurines. Okay. I have a very sad admission to make. You, you love like porcelain, porcelain figurines? figurines? No. My mother had some precious moments. Well, I don't I honestly don't know if they were precious moments, but they were like porcelain very nice like statues that were very special to her and when i was a child ass child like five or six i broke one that's her fault it was the first time i ever saw my mom like really cry about something and it broke my heart i feel guilty to this day about it so mom if you're listening i'm so so sorry that chucky broke that statue it's a shame you didn't believe me (laughs) i can't believe this movie proves it no seriously mom i'm very very sorry i i do apologize I will say that I have a similar story, Todd, because my mom had a lot of that stuff in a curio cabinet, and I had a full metal Tonka truck, and I was like, you know what? I should roll this motherfucker down the stairs. Uh-oh. I, then it would go really fast. And that motherfucker, and it crashed into the curio cabinet, glass shattered everywhere, broke the, some of the figurines. I do my best defense when I know I've really fucked up, and it's really helped me to this day. Just start crying. You just got to start crying immediately. Oh, and my then God. You just, you just say sorry and you apologize. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I love that Mikey is telling us that if he ever starts crying out of nowhere, he's done something very bad, Paige. Oh, no. Well, now you just can't cry ever. I don't because I'm a man. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Oh, okay. no. Okay. no. All right. And you think this movie teaches like toxic mental health values. So you're like, what, the stepdad in this movie? Yeah. (laughs) You've murdered foster kids? (laughs) Look, your mom might get out of the psychiatric hospital someday, kid. Don't worry about it. I believe that's a conversation like halfway through the movie. It is. It is. She says, you'll definitely see her again. Don't worry about it. Wake it, Blanky. Did you like the final fight when he becomes Quado that got cut off of a body? Quado, but also the thing. That's <laughs> pretty great. Like the end of this movie when she shoves the hose in his mouth, but his mouth isn't closed yet, but his head is still expanding like it is. I was like, why doesn't the gas just go out of his mouth? That's the way it would go out. Like this wouldn't be a problem. And then it cuts away from him and then cuts back. And now his mouth is like sealed shut. I was like, oh, they forgot to seal it shut first. Mm-hmm. This movie is kind of like the last Lord of the Rings movie where it has like six endings. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, bitch. I was like, they killed him. They killed him again. I didn't remember that. But now he's the king, and now we go to the elves, and then the boat to the place, and the thing, yeah. yeah. No mm-hmm. one bows to you. What's his name? Charles Lee. <laughs> you mean the Lakeshore Strangler, you monster? You could definitely edit this out, but like Chucky's name, Charles Lee Ray, sounds like somebody that assassinated someone in the civil rights movement. That is both <laughs> accurate, but it, it also sounds like many, many serial killers, like a Henry Lee Lucas, <laughs> okay, like a, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because they use the middle name to differentiate people who have the same like first and last name. That's mm. why you always hear serial killers with their three names. Got it. Like Daniel Day. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't think Daniel 
Day-Lewis has murdered many times to get into character. He is like the method actor. I drink your milkshake. That dude has killed and will kill again. So then I went down a rabbit hole of like what the Chucky doll would be like if he was like, a civil war set like a, not a civil war like a civil rights <laughs> violence perpetrator against if he was a vocal member of the kkk in the yes. 1960s mikey yes then it's that scene where he's under a sheet in this movie that's how he would look. <laughs> it does kind of come out just as scary a little bit maybe more so i think more so yeah i do love that in this movie chucky is like holding on to a child's neck like he is inches away from this kid's ear and he's like i'm gonna kill you fucker like he's like swearing at this child i love it he loves this life i don't know why he's so pissed about going to a body he like fucks with the teacher for no reason he just does that to fuck with andy's world fuck you bitch Writes it, gives it to the teacher. He's like, now I get to, he gets to watch Andy be yelled at for no reason. But Mike, if I was a Chucky doll, that's all I would do. Like, I wouldn't want to kill anybody, but I would love to write "fuck you, bitch" on a third grader's paper <laughs> and then just sit in the corner and watch the drama. Which, like, oh my god, your face, amazing! But I went full on doll mode. That's why she said that. <laughs> I know this is something that is not going to play well in an audio medium. But there's one (laughs) shot in the foster home where they pan across their mantle. And instead of having like one family photo, they have photos of them individually. Yeah. And the stepdad's photo looks like he's like looking at something weird happening and trying to people watch without people like seeing. And so his face is just like this. Just kind of like, oh, really? And it cracked me up really Paige, hard. I don't know. That might be the portrait style of the time of at, uh, with the mill. What's the name of the, the, the place? Olin, Olin Mills. Mills. Olin Mills. Yeah. I do know that at Olin Mills, like they would often say, okay, look down the camera lens. Okay, great, great, great. All right. Now look like someone is having sex behind a dumpster to my right. Because <laughs> that's exactly the, that's that's the, the look. look. Yeah. And that was like, they would say that at Olin Mills. I used to get my photo taken there a lot as a child. They're like, you, you're going to want that. Like, you're going to look back and you're going to think like, was there a dumpster over there? I don't remember, but I'm glad I have these memories. Are those moans coming from inside or behind that dumpster? I'm glad we got this printed on canvas. I want you to look like you farted and you don't want anybody to notice. (laughs) These are all visual gags that you guys can't see. Honestly, Mikey, I am like clocking that look just in case I ever see you make it in public. I'm going to be like, we got to go. Mikey just crop dusted us. It's going to be really fun for Todd to edit later and hear that I actually did fart. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a gift just for me and the listeners because no cuts. (laughs) No cuts. Unless you're cutting the the cheese. (laughs) I have no idea why people who review this show hate me. I don't understand. All of my negative stuff is like that Mike tries to be funny. And I'm like, this is all you got. That's all I got, bro. You can take it or leave it. Like, I know I'm the weakest member of this podcast. <laughs> I own it. I don't know. If you keep eating those chicken crust pizzas. <laughs> oh, I'm not physically weakest. I'm physically strongest. I'm emotionally and comedically weakest. I disagree. <laughs> I do think you need to work on your production skills. But outside of that, top shelf. There's only one thing I produce, and it's fucking laughs. <laughs> All right, can we get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we open on an eyeball in the charred remains of Chucky, where we're watching basically as the people at the doll company refurb this doll. 
Yes, because they're taking as much care with it as we did the Columbia shuttle disaster. Wow! <laughs> Marky, what did you <laughs> eat today? Four chicken crust pizzas. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when Mikey's had too much protein. I don't understand why they rebuilt the dog. Like, like they're recreating, like they're the freaking FAA recreating a crash. It's whatever. <laughs> like the bomb lab, just like, <laughs> yeah, I think like, this was part mm-hmm. of a wristwatch connected to a cell phone. Put his teeth back in his mouth. We need to know if he malfunctioned. It blew up, bro. It did <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> it's a charred remain. Something went yeah. wrong, guys. But I did. Okay. I don't know if you guys watch these videos on TikTok or YouTube of people like cleaning old toys and refurbishing them like NES systems and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. It it was giving me those vibes where I was like, ooh, what if the whole movie's just this? <laughs> and I'm just like calm and sitting in my chair watching them slowly clean the metal face of this dog. I don't understand how people can watch those videos. Like Natalie watches a YouTube channel called the icing artist. And it's just this lady who's awesome at like making cakes and like icing the cakes and make, honestly, she's very talented, but I could not watch something like that for like 12, 15 minutes on one cake. Like, what are we doing? I have to move on with my life. I used to watch and sometimes still do doll repainting videos. What the hell is that? Uh, it is the easiest way to de-stress is what I'm telling you, my dudes. So That's fair. It's where people buy dolls or like usually off eBay or Craigslist or something like repurposing dolls that children no longer play with or whatever. Right. And they remove all of the factory paint from the face. So like the eyes and everything that the factory put on. And then they use art skills, pastels, multiple layers of sealant to repaint the face in a more like detailed or specific way. And so there's like some people that make Barbies that look like the queens that win RuPaul's Drag Race. So you can like see every queen as oh, a Barbie. Okay. Or there's some that are like, I'm going to do a horror version of this. And they they like kind of change the face. But you're watching it and you're like, this is so meticulous. This is a hobby I could never get into. But I'm yeah. so soothed. That and candle carving. I watch a lot of candle carving. <laughs> What? Okay. I can't. We got to move on. I can't talk about that. Do you watch pimple popping videos? No, that's gross. I couldn't do that. So satisfying. I do watch pimple popping videos. That is so weird. I I mean, body stuff like that grosses me out. So like, no, I'm out. Anyway. But these credits are cool. Yeah. They're like repainting the doll, which is kind of cool. And they put the freckles back on. They repaint. They reattach his head and the chip and the batteries. We cut to a limo pulling into the factory and it's, I, I would I would guess like the chairman of the board. He's only in this movie for like 10 seconds. I think he's the CEO. He could be the CEO. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's the CEO because he has a call with, I think, the board. The board. Yeah, he's got a call with the board. And I think the guy he's talking to is their legal counsel. Maybe. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Who cares? The movie doesn't even really care. No, and they never really talk about why they care as a company. It's not like the doll actually money they want to downplay the doll burning up and killing a bunch of people that's why they're trying to put it back together is they're trying to prove it wasn't the doll yeah exactly well i mean i don't think they even need to do that like the mom is already committed because they think she's crazy you know what i'm saying like i don't think they need to prove it i don't think anyone believes them that it is the doll Mm -hmm. anyway so this is where we get kind of the background of like He's in in kind of a a children's home situation about to be placed into foster care. His mom has been institutionalized because everyone thinks she's crazy. Uh, And they are essentially running the doll through quality control to basically report that nothing is wrong with it. Yeah. They 
go to put the eyes in and the machine won't work, they finally get it to pop the eyes in and it electrocutes a worker. It electrocutes him and then he backflips through the window they're observing them through. Like that observation window? Yeah, it's amazing. It's the greatest thing ever. Comes through upside down and hits the executive. It's yes, fantastic. Yeah, it's wild. I love how electricity looks in the 80s. Oh. Like force yeah. force electricity? Yes. Force lightning. Yeah. If I remember mm-hmm. anything from the movie Shocker, it was that. I love the lightning in that movie too. So they kind of tend to the guy who's been thrown through the glass and what they don't notice is that Chucky is not no longer on the table. Yeah, he got up and ran away. Yep. We cut to Andy, who is talking with Laura Palmer's mom from Twin Peaks, basically about like, <laughs> are you still having dreams about Chucky? And he's like, yes. And they're like, well, talking makes the nightmares go away. So like, you should really talk about it. You know, and he's basically like, well, it was a scary dream. It was this murderer. They're going to try and hurt me. This whole thing. Except he names the actual murderer and they're like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. Charles Lee Ray. He does name an actual murderer. Like he does. He is saying it's in Chucky, which is weird. Right. Right. And everyone knows that Charles, whatever, Charles Lee Ray is dead because he did die or his body died in the first movie. Right. So like they don't believe him. But it's weird that an eight year old is talking about Charles Lee Ray. Right. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, as we all know from the classic The Mummy, death is only the beginning. So (laughs) I learned that from Vigo the Carpathian. Okay, The villain in Ghost. Ghostbusters 2, the painting. Okay. I've never seen Ghostbusters 2. How did we not do that sequel? <laughs> I don't know people who pick the movies. I didn't know Paige had not seen it. I said I hadn't seen it when we did the first Ghostbusters. Mikey doesn't listen to this podcast, Paige. I know. <laughs> I am paid to listen. I don't give that shit away for free. <laughs> so if you want Mikey to listen to your <laughs> podcast, it's $129 an hour. And that's just for podcasts. If it's feelings, double it. Anyway, so the doll is on the loose, uh, at least within that room. Yeah. Uh, until the legal guy picks it up and dumps it into his car because he's just like, okay, now I got to clean up the fact that we killed a guy here. Well, so <laughs> actually, so the Chucky doll is at the door when the CEO yeah. walks through it. It's like, it, it looks like it got blown out of the room too when that guy backflipped through the observation window. But like right. he leaves, the CEO leaves, and as he's leaving, the legal counsel guy or whatever is like, what do you want me to do with the doll? And he goes, shove it up your ass. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the matter is finished. We just spent <laughs> 20 grand rebuilding this doll and we're going to throw it away after it mur- <laughs> someone right. died in the process. <laughs> I think at that point, you really need to like, Figure out what's going on. This doll was, quote unquote, involved in murders. Right. You bring it back to the factory and then someone dies trying to put it back together. That doll may not be a sentient life that's killing people. It might just be cursed either way. Right. Either like melt it down or call the Warrens or something. I don't think the Warrens are going to do it. I mean, the Warrens (laughs) can't do anything because they're scam artists. But like in the 1990s, they would have fucking called the Warrens. You know what I'm saying? They'd have been like, Ed, stop cheating on your wife, Lorraine, and get over here. (laughs) With your your live-in maid and babysitter. Uh, So... (laughs) An au pair. Au an au pair. pair. Where are they from? Genovia with those pairs? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the original is partially based on Annabelle. Like, I think that's kind of like the germ of the idea. Okay. I mean, I can see that. I can't verify that. But I'm pretty sure that's kind of like, like he heard in passing about Annabelle and was just like, 
creepy doll, huh? And then did his own thing. So anyway, so they're going to place him with a foster home. And they're like, he's fine. And the foster Don't dad does. about it. <laughs> we won't study this shit for another 30 years. Here's a baseball bad kid. You'll be fine. Walk but it the off. The foster dad says. He seems normal enough, which is <laughs> yeah. wildly offensive to say. Look, the foster system is not great. And like, even to this day, that's probably a good foster dad. Even that attitude. <laughs> I did think it was really interesting that like for as much as people were not getting him the help that he needed, they did seem invested in him being OK. They just yeah. were not utilizing the right tools to make that happen. And honestly, in the 90s, this may have been like. Best case scenario, ideal <laughs> parents. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is like the mental health version of like, we're going to throw some leeches on it and you'll be fine. Oh, leeches. <laughs> I mean, in the 90s, it was terrible. Like, yeah. we're lucky he didn't end up with Fagin. Like, it could have been way worse than this. He could have been in like the streets of London uh, picking pockets. Who knows? I mean, it would have been weird of us to send him to a different country, but sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're sending migrants to fucking Martha's Vineyard. Who knows what's next? Well, that's just because some people are idiots and they have access to our tax dollars. Oh, I bet they wish they had that $12 million for this uh, hurricane relief, though. I I would hope that people would look at this and think that it's a reason not to vote those people back in. I'd take the $12 million if they don't want it. Well, if you were one of DeSantis's friends, you would have gotten $12 million to fly 44 people to Martha's Vineyard. It's called embezzlement, Mikey. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love it when I do it. Hate it when other people do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's only okay when I do it. <laughs> that sounds like a... Uh... Like you won the final showcase on the on the prices right. Yeah, you got it within a hundred dollars. Yeah. So you get to embezzle the other person's showcase showdown? Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're Hell flying yeah. you and forty three other people to market. <laughs> and a new car. <laughs> uh regardless, all the adults tasked with this young child's safety are like, he's fine. Don't even worry about it. He has this thing about dogs. Doesn't like him. Says they murder he did witness like seven murders. I don't know how many murders in the first movie. I think seven is the right. It sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But kids are resilient. He'll bounce back. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> if you guys have one of those dolls at your house, you might want to like, I don't know, take it out of his room. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. They Maybe don't. prep his room in any way, shape or form for him living there. Mikey, she took a guess at his favorite color to make him drapes, but she didn't remove the doll that murdered his friends and family. <laughs> That's bonkers. That You know what that tells me? She was making those drapes anyway. Yeah, exactly. Those drapes weren't for him. She was just like, oh, shit, they're blue. I guess your favorite color was blue. And so I made you these drapes. He's like, my favorite color is red because that's what all the seven people bled out when they were murdered in front of me. (laughs) And she's like, he's fine. It's like a fairy tale to him. Kids bounce back. It's, Uh, It's fine. It's fine. So they established that his favorite food is eggs, which like... Okay. Has has no one given him pizza before? <laughs> or chicken nuggets? Or like Or pizza where the crust is chicken nuggets? <laughs> right? You're gonna make me keep in that protein crust joke, aren't you? Son of a bitch. All right, fine. I'm an egg eating bitch, but like <laughs> Yeah, you have eggs pretty much every breakfast, right? We have eggs almost every day. But even I wouldn't be like, my favorite food is eggs. No, maybe your favorite breakfast food. Like, I can see it delineated like that, maybe. Uh, I mean, eggs are pretty versatile. You know, you can do sunny side right. up or scrambled or omelets or, you know. I like... mean, Mikey, no one is doubting the versatility of the egg. Mm-hmm. We're just saying, is it your favorite food? No. But yeah, exactly. It's like if you're on death row and they're like, what's the one thing you want to eat before you die? You're not going to be like, egg. 
eggs. I would kill again for an egg. <laughs> if you could just get me a scramble. I want a big steak omelet from IHOP. <laughs> I want a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. <laughs> Mikey, you have to have a better last meal than that. Tell me what it is. You got to ask for a McRib and a Shamrock Shake and see if they can ever get them at the same time. Then the governor has to pardon you. What's that? What's that uh, <laughs> fish if you eat raw could kill you in Japan? I only know of that fish because of the video game series Hitman, but I do not remember the name of it. I think it's uni. I would order 10 of those so I could do it myself. And, and that's only because Mikey once heard a commercial that said, nine out of 10 chefs can't prepare uni correctly. <laughs> oh, man, my last meal. I don't know. Probably P word. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Mikey's going to be like, Warden, all I want is P word. And they're like, pancakes? No, not pancakes. I want yeah, P word. Pizza? No, not pizza. I want P word. Wait, you're going to have to tell us what P word is, Mike, and he won't be I'm able gonna to I'm going to lick him. that plate clean. <laughs> My- Mikey, you murdered seven people and blamed it on a doll, and you won't tell me what that word is? <laughs> what are you, afraid of Jarrett Leto? <laughs> That's such a specific Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 episode. Mm-hmm joke and i'm here for it it's morbid time (laughs) anyway so they take him to the ugliest house i've ever seen um oh oh, oh my god i honestly the inside of it looks a little bit like nancy's house from friday the 13th it does kind of our favorite part of our foster home is have you been in our really scary basement where the laundry is (laughs) that basement's a little hoardery um they don't have what i would call a decorating style it's a little eclectic Honestly, it looks like if someone took the interior of But I'm a Cheerleader seriously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's just like bright pink, bright blue, like a a Chili's or an Outback Steakhouse worth of junk on the wall. (laughs) And all that junk is porcelain figurines that are very breakable in this foster care house. It is wild. That made me so mad. Well, and it looks like a, like, I, I joke. I jokingly call them Lollardos, but it's, I think, Yadros, where they're like these very fancy porcelain figurines that you buy at fucking Macy's and shit. Sure, yeah. It's that kind of, but like the vintage version that's yeah. like been handed down. But again, if you're if you're going to constantly have foster children through your house, like exactly. maybe don't just leave that on a side table. Right? <laughs> like, and it was, it was like very reachable for an eight-year-old. Right. It looks like a house where I would go to the estate sale and walk through and be like, oh, I don't want anything here. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, you wouldn't even walk through. You'd walk in and be like, this is tacky. We have to leave. Yep. Which is the same <laughs> thing my little sister said to me once when I was like, we should go in this buckle. Aww. And she was like, Todd, you can never shop at a buckle. And I was like. <laughs> This is why it's good to have a little sister who knows how to dress. There's so much embroidery on the back pockets. (laughs) So he goes upstairs, and this is where we first meet Kyle, who is their other foster child, who is 17. She's about to age out, and she's smoking inside. We find out that she's got a job. She's cool as fuck, bro. She's like super cool. She is cool as fuck. I kind of love Kyle, especially because she's very kind to him. Yes. Yes. Well, I think on some level, because I think she's been in the foster system for a long, long time, right? Since she was three, right? So I think she sort of empathizes with his position. She probably understands that you can't just walk off witnessing seven murders. She almost is empathetic to him 
Unlike yeah. everyone else in the movie. Yeah. She yeah. is the only person who treats Andy like a person. And that's wild because he's a child who's gone under yes. trauma. And everyone else is like, you're fine, right? You look fine. It's fine. You'll bounce back. Andy, how dare you tie yourself to this bed? You're I know, a piece of shit. Right? That blew my mind. This is not a Gerald's game situation. Like, what is happening? Well, I love that everyone responded as if like, what the fuck is he doing? Yo, this foster kid is kinky. We got to get him out of the house. Like, there's just like a me. Like, I can't believe he tied himself up. And I'm like, you can't do that. Why do they have four jump ropes? <laughs> That's what they use to tie out the children they're about to murder for this foster scam. I will have you know that every person that gets tied up in this movie gets tied up with a jump rope. Because yeah. even in the lawyer's car, and and they it is explain it away by having like a pile of like like toys in that car. It's troubling, Paige, because he's going to meet someone who needs vodka to get into the mood. And yes, but on their two-week anniversary, she's yes. like, you brought the vodka, right? Or else this shit ain't happening. Paige, I got the impression, because of the toys in the back seat and the two-week anniversary bringing vodka to their house, that when he got there, it wasn't going to be his quote-unquote two-week girlfriend. It was going to be Chris Hansen questioning <laughs> about his IRC instant messengers Ooh, troubling yeah but then it would be like you've got the goldschlager and the bartles and james right like it'd be the <laughs> shit that no one actually drinks why are you going with that alizé <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of mike's hard lemonade for an adult sir <laughs> all you have is scrambled eggs and wine coolers what are you planning to do here Oh my god. Here, scramble some more eggs, my dog. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. I can't make these jokes. I'm sorry. But anyway, I love Kyle. So uh, something that Jake noticed that I thought was really interesting was that a lot of this movie is actually shot from a very low camera angle. It is. Yeah. Yeah. you like child or doll POV, which yeah. I think is really, really smart and very kind of cool. Well, it makes all the settings look way bigger than they really are. Well, and it makes the puppeteer work look better. Yeah. Because like you really are kind of seeing it in a perspective that's structured for the best possible realism, if that makes sense. But yeah. So we go into what will be Andy's room, which is like a shrine to the most terrifying clowns on earth. <laughs> like, I don't know why someone's like, we're getting a new kid who witnessed a bunch of murders. Do you think a bunch of clowns is fine? Yeah, yeah let's just fine. go with clowns. He'll bounce back. I did love his sweater in this scene because it's like a sweater with a shield on it and a uh, biplane on it. And it was like pretty dope. I was like, that's a sweater I would have rocked in the early 90s. He's got some very cute sweaters yeah, in this man. movie. I was digging it. But yeah, so this room is entirely full of terrifying clowns and old tin toys. So he goes to the <laughs> closet to see like what other toys there are because she's like, there's tons of toys for you to play with. And what would fall out of the closet? A fucking Chucky doll. Yes. And he, to his credit, doesn't immediately run screaming into Catatonia. That is what He's I would have like, done. He's just like, oh no. I don't care how far away Catatonia is. I would have gotten there. I can tell he's a young Mikey because at this point he's like, here we go again. This shit again. <laughs> the trauma has shaped him to be a burned out social worker at eight years old. He's just smoking a cigarette. He's like, yeah, it's fucked up. We got to do what we can, I guess. I guess we got to just move forward. <laughs> Getting paid minimum wage. He's like taking Kyle's cigarette like... <laughs> Uh, just like breathing out the smoke. I knew it would be you, Bobby Lee. What's the guy's name? Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost in double digits. Glad I got a fresh bowl cut. 
because this shit's got to get real. <laughs> I came here to get a bowl cut and kick ass, and I'm all out of bowl cut. So the foster mom is immediately like, oh, I totally forgot the murder doll was in there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like, oops. So she takes it out of the room, but just leaves it in the living room. Like, she doesn't yeah. hide it. She doesn't burn it. She doesn't nothing. No, she left it there. But what you don't see is when the husband walks into the room, she goes, I left it for him to find when he comes down for dinner. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's traumatize the shit out of this kid. It's just a prank, bro. I do. Oh. I hate everything about what you just said. I do think that they have killed many foster children for this scam. Like, they are pretty bad people. This is like when Mikey writes his own backstories to movies. Like, you're committing to this hard. Kind of like yeah. when Mikey thought that Angelica Houston murdered the dad in Ever After. She did do that. <laughs> she did not. She did not do that. She was sad when he died. Largely for selfish reasons, but she was yeah. sad when he died. You have to be. She's acting because she murdered him. She would not gain anything from his murder. <laughs> you know who else acted sad? Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh, my God. Mikey. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't she found not guilty? Yeah. yeah. All right. Because of people like Paige and Angela Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Paige and Angelica Houston were on the jury. Interesting. That's quite a get. A true crime podcast host and Angelica Houston. I mean, that's what they get for putting a literal child on the jury. Because I was in like middle school at the time. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find out exactly how old I was. So I was 20. Uh, so I definitely could have been on the jury, but I was not. I was in California at the time. Well, she, she said a doll killed her. <laughs> okay, we're not. No, no, Mikey. No, no cuts. We're not continuing this joke. I am not. A doll named Zanny. Wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, wink. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is another unhinged episode, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just looking for ways to work cannibalism into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want me to wait to talk about the, the cannibalism on this episode, or do you want me to go for it now? I'm sorry. Is there cannibalism in this episode? Why should you even have to bring it up to begin with? I had a talking point prepared. Are you sponsored by Big Cannibal? Like, why do you always bring up cannibalism? There are dozens of <laughs> As displayed by the poll in the Facebook group, Apparently. there are dozens of yes. us. If a murdered doll was after you and uh -huh. turned fleshy and ripped its own arm off, uh -huh. would you eat that arm? I mean, what does it taste like? Does it taste like meat or is it like rubbery and bloody? Yeah, does it taste like smoked plastic? You know, like that plastic burns that smells terrible. It's like a meaty brie where like there's like an outside and then in the inside it's like creamy meaty. That's what it looked like on the TV. I mean, dolls aren't human, so like... Loophole! Yeah! Yeah, but he's also a bad guy. Like any... Okay, can you name like one like... Good person that we should keep around that got stuck in a doll? No. Can you name what anyone really? that got stuck in a doll? <laughs> Hang on. Have you Hang met on. my favorite G.I. <laughs> Joe shipwreck, but he's also uninhabited by the Dalai Lama? <laughs> That's why they couldn't find him. <laughs> if I had a genie. Where is what this going? What is happening? <laughs> I'd get that tablet. From night at the museum, make all my toys come alive. Okay, if I would, I would buy some, right. chase them around the house like Godzilla, and then eat them. All your micro machines. 
No, I, I wouldn't. Eat, they're just spaceships. I wouldn't eat them. Yeah, you can't eat the metal pates. Come on. But yeah, I would, that's crazy. I would use them to help me hunt. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, at the factory, that lawyer has the doll in, in his limo. He's talking on his very expensive limo phone yes. to his lady friend who doesn't want him to forget the vodka. Right. Which I really think is a paid actor from Chris Hansen's show to catch a predator. Yeah. I mean, if he would have made it to that house, that dude would have been bushmanned immediately. Mm. So he goes into the liquor store and tries to buy vodka, but they won't take his credit card, which... Well, you remember up until like we were in college. I know, yeah. yeah. A lot of places did not take debit or credit card. I think it's because the credit card companies used to charge them like a certain percentage of the sales. They still do. do that. Yeah. They still do. It's just an accepted cost of business now because you could lose out on the business from credit cards. Oh, you would. Or... I mean, I don't carry cash on me. Like I haven't since probably high school. No. If you see someone with a lot of cash, they're either a waiter, a drug dealer, a stripper. Or all three. Hey, we <laughs> call that judging. diversifying your income streams. <laughs> anyway, while he's inside, not able to use his credit card, uh, inside the car, Chucky calls child services and is just like, give me all their information on this child i'm definitely their uncle and i was just like i don't know what the child services version of hipaa is but this is not it this is before hipaa it HIPAA didn't come oh out you're right 99. it is before hipaa yeah you can just call places and be like give me Paige's medical history that sounds interesting <laughs> <laughs> i did think it was funny that they just gave the uncle the address of where he was staying and not like hey you're now the child's legal guardian you have to come in and right. fill out a lot of paperwork and then yeah. take the child Yep. Meanwhile, he sets the the car alarm off. So the guy comes out from the liquor store. He leaves the vodka there. He gets in the car, turns off the alarm. And no sooner has he sat in the driver's seat that Chucky seems to have a gun. We will find out that it's a squirt gun. But Chucky's like, <laughs> don't move. No questions. Just drive. And at no point is this lawyer guy like, I'm sorry, is a fucking doll trying to carjack me right now? He put it together. He rebuilt the doll. He's like, oh, shit, it is a murder doll. But yeah, like at no point is he like, it's you. <laughs> like, it's real. He's just like, I mean, it is what it is. I guess I'm driving. He should be like, oh, my God, what is happening? But instead he's like, oh, shit, what's up, Chucky? Nice gun. Because he's a lawyer. And you know what? <laughs> he knew that there was a real murder doll. He was covering it up the whole time. <laughs> this is where these movies kind of break down for me a little bit. I still love watching them. They're still fun. But like. Chucky is conservatively the size of a large cat, right? And yeah. like, even if a large cat was in full attack mode, you could throw it off you. <laughs> like, just reach behind you and just like smack him on the dash. Everybody throws it off, but he has a gun right now, allegedly. Allegedly. Once you know that that gun is not a gun, I don't understand how you're not like pulling him to the front seat and snapping his neck like Van Damme style. <laughs> when he has the gun, he ties his hands up with the jump rope. I guess. Hang on. Let's think through that. He's got a gun to the lawyer's face. How does he tie his hands up with one hand? He's very small. Like, he doesn't have a very long wingspan. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And it would take him so long to, like, here's the thing. Chucky's hands are small. His hands are also not nimble. Like, they're plasticky yeah. and, like, No, yeah. they're pretty nimbly. How is he going to hold my hands steady enough to tie my hands well, up without me just, like, I'm going to get out of this car and call the police? Yeah. Do you know who you sound like? You sound like Randy Newman and his song, Short People. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into this today we're not getting into this today that chucky that chucky sorry yeah no reason to yeah uh Fuck. oh man randy doing do better brother 
I do stand by what I said in our text thread earlier today that he is like the Fisher Price of music and sometimes it just feels good to listen to simple music. I guess. As a short person, I can't co-sign on this. Oh, as a short king, I hate that song. I like that you've embraced your short king status. Listen, I I outed myself in the... (laughs) Princess Diaries episode as a five foot eight and a half inch short king. And I'm standing by it. So you're that tall and you question how Chucky could overpower. (laughs) (laughs) Chucky is a little taller than me. Um, So I just I Googled how tall is a short king? Like what counts as a short king? Oh, God, I hate everything about this already. It is five eight and under. <laughs> oh, I'm not a short king. I feel like you should just embrace being a short king. You're five nine quotation mark. My ID says five nine, Mikey, but it's a lie. I know. <laughs> just, just embrace your short king status. I oh, think. I would love to embrace the short king status, but it sounds like online is telling me I'm not a short king. No, I think you should take it. I think you should go. Get one of those tattoos like Adam Levine had across his stomach that just says short, short king. king. Uh-oh. <laughs> this just in from QAnon. Todd is tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to believe it because somebody said it on the internet. I mean, Paige, no one's going to hear it because I censor all of Mikey's right-wing propaganda, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that maybe it's the girl from Dashcam leaving that review. Honestly? That's my favorite theory. I would love that. Anyway, back to this movie. Yeah. They drive to Andy's house house and he then murders that lawyer with like literally putting a bag over his head like a dry cleaning bag over his head and just but in all fairness he was a bad dude trying to pick up an underage girl it's good thing that chris hansen would have stopped we don't know she was underage she just liked vodka i know that's a young person game page we know the truth (laughs) who do you think the toys were for yeah his job at the toy factory that toy factory only makes chucky dolls we see it in the warehouse later on. They're called good guy dolls, okay? They all have different names. We've got to get it right. That's the thing the fans are going to be bothered by. Not my they're killing foster kids take. Or it's a good thing Chris Hansen was waiting on the lawyer when he got to the girl's house. He never made it. He never made it. I have a fun fact for why there's so many Chucky dolls at the factory. I'll just burn this. I have a ton of fun facts. Okay. In, in, the, in the early drafts of this movie in the script for this movie it was supposed to be set around christmas time oh okay so they were like so they were gonna like tickle me elmo to the yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense mm-hmm. honestly i'm here for that yep anyway so he goes to andy's new house he does tell him to park this piece of shit which i do think is pretty funny yes but meanwhile in andy's house full of terrifying clowns and a weird photo of the husband this is where it, cr- it crosses the mantle and you see him like sniffing out that dumpster <laughs> that's a callback chucky sneaks in yeah and upstairs, she's reading Grimm's fairy tales, but she's reading him Hansel and Gretel. And I was like, yeah. lady, this is a traumatized child. <laughs> like, Let's read him a fairy tale where two children get eaten. Let's go with if you give a mouse a cookie or something like that. Yeah. You know, some light capitalist propaganda. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Also, he's eight. He's a little beyond Brothers Grimm. Like, read him the boxcar children. They also don't have parents. (laughs) That's why they're always like, Stella, are you my mom? That's the (laughs) streetcar children. That's right. That's right. That's my bad. Anyway, so Chucky's at the bottom of the stairs, and he sees the other Chucky doll, and he hits him, which triggers the Chucky doll to be like, hi, I'm Tommy. Would you like a hug? And he just says, 
hug this and beats him to death with that statue. Well, yeah, breaking it over his face. The amount of joy he has in beating this other doll to yeah. death puts me right in the mood for this movie. He doesn't just beat it to death. He beats it till its face is broken. I mean, it's, it's a toy, so it's not like really dying. But then he goes and buries it in the yard under the swing with a Fisher Price shovel. Mikey, when I saw the shovel, I laughed out loud. Hysterical. I love that A, they have a Fisher Price shovel at this foster care facility or foster care house. Well, yeah, how else do you think they're burying the other kids? Exactly, Paige! Uh Exactly! Uh Thank you for coming with me on this journey of discovery. I cannot wait until next summer when Paige and I release our serial podcast on the murders that took place at the Chicago foster home. <laughs> that sounds oh, as boring geez. as Crispix. It does. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? I had Crispix tonight. I am not even joking. You know what I had earlier today? Lucky fucking charms like an adult <laughs> who can buy their own cereal. When Mikey and I went to brunch with Andrea this past week, which was honestly delightful, we had a uh, cinnamon toast crunch Cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. That was stupid good, but it was like so sweet. I could only have like a bite of it and I was like, I'm done, but that was amazing. Skinny titty baby. (laughs) Maybe if you ate more, you would have been taller. But then he couldn't be a short king. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't want to love a short king, right? Millions of women. Oh, that's fair. I, I do remember there are a lot of girls on Tinder and like Hinge and shit like that, at least when I was dating a little over four years ago, that were like, if you're not six foot tall, six figures and six inches, don't bother. And I was like, well, I got one of those. I got six figure debt, baby. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, you let's didn't go. say it was income. That's on you. <laughs> I've got six action figures right here, bitch. <laughs> and they're six inches long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, invest in the short kings. Short kings are cool. I've dated a short king before. How tall's uh how tall is your husband, Paige? My husband is six feet tall. Uh, uh but I did date a guy who was five four one time. And it was a good time. Hell yeah, Paige. I mean, I've dated women that were taller than me. It does not bother me at all. I understand if it bothers you as a woman, that's fine. It doesn't bother me that it bothers you. Everyone's attracted to something. And if I'm not that for you, that's cool. We're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so he buries that doll in the backyard. <laughs> With a red Fisher Price shovel. Fucking love that scene. Yeah. We cut to the next morning when the foster dad. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck broke my porcelain <laughs> statue of a. I want to say chimney. It looked like a no, chimney. I don't know what it was. It was a lady in a dress. On her knees, like holding a lamb or some shit. Like how I prefer them. It was very just <laughs> high on a hill with the lonely <laughs> ghost. Like the statue. Yeah. I like my ladies on their knees with a, some meat ready to go for dinner. You want ladies on their knees with someone else's meat? Like no, what are we doing? The lamb for dinner later. Lamb chops with some I mint jelly. Paige, I think I see why he's missing, Paige. And when I said she was on her knees. And she was holding a goat. I didn't say it was a statue of Nancy Reagan on her knees, who is the throat throat goat goat. at this (laughs) time. Nancy Reagan, yes. Anyway, (laughs) what kind of struck me about this, first of all, Kyle denies it. She's like, I won't say anything without my lawyer. Hilarious. Uh, But Andy also denies it. And they're like, well, we're pretty mad. So everyone's grounded. And they pull back to reveal the whole kitchen for the first time. Yeah. And it looks exactly like one of the kitchens I grew up in. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry that you were in the foster system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was rough. Uh, so <laughs> it prompted me to pause the movie and text my sister because 
at one point while living in the house with this identical kitchen, it had a wood like kind of panel on the back of the counter like this kitchen does. Yeah. And someone carved into that wood panel the SBD, like silent but deadly. Yeah. Uh, And my parents were like, who did this? And like, I had no memory of doing it. So I was like, no. And then my sister was like, I didn't do it. And they're like, well, somebody did it. And so we were both in trouble, like grounded. So I texted my sister. That is like exactly this scene, though, more or less. Yes. Yeah. So I texted my sister. I was like, hey, do you remember when this happened? Did you do that? And she just texted back a thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) I love Aaron. That's amazing. It was very, very funny. But that's what happens. The dad's like, if Alex didn't do it and if Kyle didn't do it, someone has to have done it. So you're both grounded until someone tells me the truth. Right. Anyway, we cut to Kyle and Andy kind of playing in the backyard. They're doing laundry. They're playing on the swing. I thought this was sweet. This is when I really started to like Kyle. Because at first I didn't think she would be like a main character. Yeah. But I really started to like her in the scene and was glad that she stayed with us the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. And and she also is like, hey, they. I understand that you've had kind of a rough couple first days, but they do care. They are good people, even though we don't always get along, you know, whatever. And we cut to... He kind of goes to walk back in the house and he overhears them talking about him. And they're like, well, he may need help, but instead we're just going to give him some time in a house with the doll that murdered his family. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. Exposure therapy. Yeah. Oh, man. So he sees the Chucky doll and he's like, I hate you and sees that. But what's really funny is he's talking to the Chucky doll and it is Chucky. And he just goes, hi, I'm Tommy. (laughs) <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah because he like he forgot know? the name yeah he had to like remember it yeah <laughs> right uh so he turns him over he sees that there's batteries he takes the doll kind of outside in the backyard and he just kind of sets him up while they're playing um and this is where we get a little bit more of kyle's backstory where she's always been in the system yeah since she was three yeah but that's why she's kind of i think trying to take andy under her wing so they go inside for dinner they bring the doll inside and now he has the doll up in his room i think because he's like okay it's just a doll Like, this isn't an evil doll. He's wrong, but... Yeah, I think that Alex at least understands that there are thousands of these dolls and that there's only one that's possessed and he's just of the impression that this one is not possessed. And he's like, you know what? I'm ready to get back in the game. I'm ready to meet some new dolls. Like, get to know them. And, like, I'm I'm ready to be hurt again. There's just no way that that situation could happen. I mean, this doll isn't communicating really well, but, like, I think we can still try and give it a shot. But, I mean, this doll barely even knows its name. So, like, something's wrong with it. It's been dropped a couple times. (laughs) Just think that doll's a little drunk. Well, that's where the vodka went. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we cut to the foster mom is sewing. She's kind of making something for Kyle. And she's like, I I should get something for Andy, like to try and kind of welcome him because I know it's been kind of rough. We cut to Andy's room and he wakes up and Chucky has tied him to the bed. Yes. And is like, I missed you. Like, it's time for me to get this boy's soul. Let's get into this boy's (laughs) hole. Yeah, he is like going full nightman in this moment. He even starts the ritual, right? Yeah, he was missing the like cat contact. (laughs) And the like, the ninja moves as he walks <laughs> the across karate. the room. The yeah. karate. Robert Lee, whatever his name is. Charles, Charles Lee, Lee Ray. Ray. He did not lead the doll confederacy, Mikey. Charles Lee Ray was a practicer of the voodoo, if you guys remember the yes, first Yes, from the film. first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have some notes on that in Fun Facts. But that's the reason I didn't work, because he's appropriating someone else's culture. There you go. Anyway, he's going to try and kill him. 
but the foster parents interrupt him because he's making noise. Yeah. And because Kyle goes to climb into his window. So they think that Kyle has tied him up. And she's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, Chucky did it. And they're like, he did it himself. And I'm like, how? All of those options are impossible. <laughs> I mean, Kyle is literally just getting home through the window. Like, that's a right. plot point. Like, they're catching her sneaking in. She's just sort of drunk, I guess. So she went through the wrong window. I think his window was open. She didn't pre-unlock her window when sneaking out? They've probably already locked her window from sneaking out previously. They, they like nailed her window shut. Like she's abused the privilege so you can no longer open your window. It's like that sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I either that or I maybe it was easier to climb up to that window. But yeah, he's got a trestle outside. A trellis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only read that word. He's only ever read that word. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the foster dad throws Chucky in the basement where Chucky gets a bloody nose and he's like, I'm turning human again. If I don't get out of this body soon, I'm screwed. Yeah. If I don't get into that little boy's soul, I'm going to be forced to stay in yeah. this body forever. Or we could eat it. Eat the, doll? the doll's human body is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it would be rubbery. We're going to cook the insides and then it'll be like an oyster. Do you say oyster weird or do I say it weird? I don't say oyster. Yeah, he says it weird. Okay. Oyster. No. Oyster. 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 Anyway, we're going to eat that doll's arm. (laughs) So we cut to Andy's first day in school and she sends it with an egg salad sandwich. I'm like, he doesn't have a way to refrigerate that. Oh, there's no way that has not gone bad and he's getting sick immediately. Yeah. That's who he's writing fuck that bitch to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we do cut to him in class and the kids are kind of bullying him and flicking his ears and stuff. Yeah. He just takes it, man, because Andy's hard, man. He's street hard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's seen some shit you think any of those other kids have witnessed their friends and family getting murdered probably not no exactly Uh, she's also reading them pinocchio which i'm like bad choice for the kid who got murdered by a doll like (laughs) i want to be a real doll time for us to watch toy story (laughs) that wasn't out quite yet (laughs) yep so and the teacher is completely like first of all i hate it when teachers are like he can't be getting bullied Like, he's clearly just doing this for attention. I'm like, no, kids are terrible and they bully people a lot. Like, like that happens all the time. As a teacher, ma'am, you should know that. Right? That's a very famous teacher actor. It is. I know. I've seen her as a teacher in a couple things. But this is where Chucky has, like, written fuck you, bitch, on his paper. I laughed out loud when I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's amazing. Well, and he goes to open a cabinet and there's a Chucky doll in there because that's where Chucky's hiding and he freaks out. Yeah. And she immediately is just like, no, sit down because basically I'm calling your parents, this whole thing. At no point is she just like, wow, are things okay at home? Child who just got placed in foster care. Like, not considering any of it. Just like, we got a tough love. The swear words out of this kid. <laughs> yeah. It is wild. It is. So she throws the Chucky doll in the closet and locks him in, which this kind of took me back. I don't know if they did this at your school, but it, not in like high school or upper elementary, but in like lower elementary, they would keep like a second set of clothes on hand for you. Yeah, for when you shit yourself. Yeah, for when you shit yourself or like a coat for when it's like cold and rainy. And so this is a closet just like full of that. And I was like, I don't know if they still do this for kids, but yeah. I don't remember that, but I definitely probably needed that as a child. I did not pee myself, uh, but got sweaty and then something spilled on me and the teacher didn't believe me that I didn't pee myself. 
and then couldn't find my second set of clothes, it made me wear someone else's second set of clothes. Paige, this is a safe space. You could admit that you peed on yourself as a child. I didn't. It's okay. I swear I didn't. And I was just like, no, I know when I have to pee. Like, I'm. what are we doing here? I've been peeing all my life, ma'am. Yeah, like, I've been doing this <laughs> since day uno. son? Yep. Anyway, so she leaves to go call his foster parents. Uh, So he goes to the closet and looks through the keyhole and sees Chucky's eyes. He knows Chucky is in there. Yeah. And he's like, I ain't fucking with this. So he climbs out the window. Yeah. He like bones out and runs home. Yep. Because he is street smart. Yes, he is, Mikey. There's a reason he survived the first movie. Yeah. I mean, convenience, but like also street smarts. <laughs> I think his mom did a lot of work. In the yeah, yeah, his she, mom did a lot of work. She did the heavy lifting on that. You're right, Mikey. Yep. And for that, she was rewarded with time in a mental ward. Yep. So the teacher comes back in. She thinks it's Andy in the closet. Uh, so she opens it and spoiler, it's not. It's Chucky. Yeah. And Chucky like stabs her with a bike pump. Yeah, it, first, it pumps wild. air in. Yeah. It pumps air in. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. But like the build up to that reveal is a good 35 minutes like there are so many fake jump scares in this it gets like to the point where it's funny again like that's how many there are yeah well and then he proceeds to beat her to death with a yardstick yeah like those are flimsy as shit i know there's no way that's not just breaking in half the first time you hit her do you know how long it would take to beat someone to death with a yardstick like you'd need like seven yardsticks (laughs) i was gonna say if you didn't break it it would take a long ass time because you wouldn't be able to hit them very hard right you'd be like tapping them to death Uh, (laughs) yes i would hate i would hate to be uh don't lie your vanilla ass couldn't take that shit (laughs) right i've been working out though to break more yardsticks (laughs) anyway so she's dead and i do think it's interesting that like by the time Andy gets home, because Andy gets home and he's like, Chucky followed me home. And they're like, well, the school did call, like her teacher called. I'm shocked that the school has not called them back and been like, by the way, that teacher was found dead moments later. <laughs> yeah. like, right? The only suspect is your foster son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he was the only one that was held after. It would be his son, their son. And it, it doesn't come back at all. It no, never it comes back. Some would say, fuck you, bitch, is a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they go to check the basement and the Chucky doll is still there because Chucky has followed him home. Yeah. At this point, the foster dad's like, get him out of here. Like, he needs professional help and we're not prepared to help with that at all like we're not gonna get him the help he needs like kick him out so they're kind of fighting about it but he's talking to andy ends up talking to kyle and she's like hey i've been to a bunch of homes you're gonna be okay like it's gonna be tough but you'll be all right and which is rough but still yeah so we cut to that night where he gets an electric carving knife and he is going to try and kill Chucky in the basement, the basement full of random shit. And I do love that he opens the dryer and just stabs into the clothes. And what I really wanted was a shot of the next day of the mom, like taking the clothes out of the dryer and being like, who the hell shredded all these clothes? (laughs) (laughs) I do love that shot though, because when he's like carving up the clothes in the dryer, you see the Chucky doll shadow running behind on the, the sheets behind him. I was like, Ooh, that was cool. Well, this section I think has some of the coolest puppet work to the point where I wondered at one or two spots if it was puppet or if they put a kid in a costume. 
because there's a couple scenes where Chucky runs across in the background. It, it almost looked too smooth to be a puppet. Oh, yeah. So either it's like the best puppetry in the world or at one point they put a kid in a in a wig. Oh, I think it was a kid in a wig, especially for like, like that shot was really just like a shadow. You don't really see well, it. Well, there's that one. And then later when the dad has kind of fallen down the stairs, spoiler for two minutes from now. Yeah. Uh, Chucky runs under the stairs. And yes, it's you're just right. a smooth run. Yeah. Anyway. So the dad comes downstairs and he's just like, there's nothing fucking down. Put the knife down. And as he's trying to talk the knife down. I love turkey carvers. Yeah, turkey carvers. <laughs> this is great. the second movie in a row where a turkey carver has been featured. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that this kid is Leatherface's kid. But he did have a thing for Stretch, and if Stretch had this child, that's all I'm saying. I, I we, we just don't oh, know. Twenty three and Me had not been invented in 1990. Do you think he came out of the womb holding a turkey carver? God, I hope not, because that would do a lot of damage. <laughs> I think he carved himself out of that womb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he turns the knife off, but as he does. Chucky is under the stairs under the stepdad and gets like a hook over his foot and drags him down the stairs. So he falls and breaks his neck Ugh. instantly dead. It's yeah. insane, though, because he falls maybe four feet. Like, had he ever done a sit up in his life, he could have done one then and landed <laughs> on his back and not his neck and been fine. Well, I mean, probably would have hurt his back, but yeah. Sure. I mean, but yeah, he's going to have a slip disc for three weeks or a broken neck. I know what I would have done. Yeah. So... Uh, of course, at the sound of the commotion, Kyle and the mom come in and there that mom is just like, get the fuck away from like, <laughs> yeah, immediately like turns on Andy, which like I understand grief is is rough and whatever. Sure. But yeah, immediately yeah. turns on him. Uh, the police come. No one heard or witnessed anything. And the mom is kind of packing his clothes and she's not doing well. So Kyle kind of takes over and helps pack and kind of gets Andy ready and down in the cellar like she she kind of like puts andy in they put the body in the ambulance she puts andy in the cop car with his suitcase yeah and then she goes down to the cellar with the cops yeah who are kind of processing the scene which they would not let her in there no and they also wouldn't let her take the doll well i mean they just think it's a mistake like they don't or like an yeah. accident they didn't think it was like foul play or whatever like he just went downstairs and he tripped and killed himself you know more or yeah. less that does not happen that often, I would say. It is stairs, but yeah, I don't know. And then the railing was broken, so it doesn't look like he just like fell straight on, like he fell to the side. Anyway, so Kyle sees the doll. She grabs it and puts it outside in the trash and starts smoking a cigarette outside on the swing. And as she's swinging, her feet are kind of dragging in the dirt, and she realizes that something is buried under the swing, and it's the other Chucky doll. With the broken face. Which is wild. I loved that reveal so much because she like yanks it up from the shoe. And then she's like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, my yep. God. And then she goes to the trash can, lifts the lid off. And that Chucky doll's gone. So good. Yep. I, I like Kyle as a secondary protagonist. Yeah, final girl. I think she's a final girl. So she hears something in the house. She calls out for Joanne, her foster mom. Right. Doesn't hear anything. Finds a hunting knife in one of their closets and walks around the house with it. Follows a trail of red yarn up the stairs where Joanne has been strangled and is super dead already. Oh, man, it was rough. Yeah. And meanwhile, Chucky is under the sheets about to try and kill Kyle. 
So he bites her. She hits him. He essentially carjacks her. He gets her into the station wagon and he's making her drive him I to where Andy part. is. This part is nuts, Mikey. I mean, it is great, but it is <laughs> wild. Nuts. It is wild because the police pull them over. Well, because he's like, floor. And she's like, we're in a station wagon. Chucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the police they try and pull, pull him over, over and he's like, that was very funny you're right and i do love that he is like holding a knife as this cop walks up and is like talking to her and he never once is like hey why is your doll holding a hunting knife yep and starts bleeding and she's like you know those dolls that pee this is one that bleeds like why i have not heard of that please murder this doll uh, immediately i believe there is some dolls that bleed there are dolls that pee definitely i mean there are dolls that pee at this time i guess there's dolls that pee now I, I believe you. I just don't know why anyone would want that. But whatever. That's fine. There's also dolls that kind of poop a little bit. That kind of poop? What does that mean? <laughs> okay. So there is a baby doll that like it came with packets of food and you could buy replacements for it. But you would like mix them with water and like feed it to the baby. And then it just comes out the other side is basically what it is. But like you could also have it like drink water and it would pee. So it, it's this whole thing where you also get to like change its diaper and, you know, basically influence children for heteronormative roles. This sounds a lot like the video games that Mikey likes to play, like chores. You're just doing chores for fun. Yep. Anyway, meanwhile, at the Center for Children, it's kind of like a like a home for children. Yeah. They're tucking Andy in. And as soon as she leaves, he's up and dressed because he's he's like, I got to find Chucky. I got to figure something out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chucky and Kyle are driving and she just brake checks him and he goes through the windshield because he's not buckled in. Yep. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Loved it. I do love that he weighs nothing, but he still is able to fly through that window like he's a brick. Yep. Fun fact, his head's really heavy. It, it must be. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. It is metal. He's got some weight to him. He's yeah. got some heft, you might say. He's like a child Terminator, like like uh, like Paige said. He's a T-90, Terminator Jr. <laughs> I would have lost my mind if in this one he was like a liquid metal Chucky doll. Oh, see, what I would have yeah. wanted was when he was writing on the paper in the teacher's classroom for him to like select phrases like the Terminator does and just oh, be like, yeah. fuck you, bitch, and then write it down. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, but so he climbs up onto the hood of the car and he's like, woman drivers, which is like... <laughs> I do love the casual misogyny of the Chucky franchise. Wild. Uh, But she hits a pole and sends him flying off the hood. Yeah. And then she tries to hit him with the car, but he's gone. Immediately gone. Because he's quick, like a short king. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I love when she smashes into that pole and then backs away and there's no damage to the station wagon at all. Yeah. Oh, that station wagon is resilient. I love it. Those are cars back then, especially station wagons. That's when men were men and Volvos were also Volvos. Well, they didn't have classable cars, to, so there was like higher number of road fatalities. Okay. Fun fact. So, meanwhile, in the children's home, the alarm goes off uh, because as Kyle went out to go look for Chucky, she done found him. Uh, so, everyone is leaving the building, and as they're coming down the stairs, Andy sees Kyle and Chucky standing next to the fire alarm. So Andy won't go down the stairs. Right. uh, But the lady who runs the home is like, you did this, didn't you? Like, what's going on? So she pulls all of them into the office. And as she's carrying Chucky, he just stabs her and murders her immediately. So they immediately run out and they've kind of locked Kyle out. So she kind of bursts in, sees that, you know, he's dead or 
she's dead. Kyle bursts in, sees that she's dead, follows them out the window. They climb under the back of a Chicago Sun-Times truck. She follows them in the station wagon and gets him to pull over. But they're gone out of the back of the truck. She sees them running across the street where conveniently it's the factory. (laughs) I know, right? They ended up back where they started, guys. Yep. Uh, Where there's like a Raiders of the Lost Ark amount of boxes in this factory. Yeah, it absolutely is that many boxes. Yep. But they're all of the child's play doll, right? The good guy doll. Good guys. Thank you, Mikey. The good guy doll. Yeah. And so at this point, he kind of gets Andy on the ground. He kind of knocks him out. He starts the incantation. The boxes start shaking. The clouds are kind of like surrounding the building, but then they leave and he's still bleeding. Yeah. So he's now stuck as a doll forever. Yeah. And he loses his mind when he realizes it. I love the Chucky losing his mind faces. It's amazing. I think this is a good time to share a family story. Hang on. Oh, no. Where is this going? My brother, my middle brother. Yes. He has red hair. Right. And freckles. So when he was two years old. Oh, God. We gave him a bowl cut and dressed (laughs) him up like Trucky for Halloween. I love this. And then we gave him a knife and he like ran around the house and it was You let a two-year-old run around the house with a knife? A fake knife. Like a fake Halloween knife. Todd. Jesus. I was like, holy shit. What do you think? I'm a foster parent? (laughs) It was an accident, officer. (laughs) But it was... The funniest. I need to get a picture of it. Oh, my God. And he would, like, run. Uh, he may have been a little older, like, four or five. But he would, like, we, like, watch the movie. So he would, like, pretend to be Chucky. It was so funny. Oh, God. I wonder if he thinks it's funny now, like, looking back on it. I think I, Probably. Or if he's secretly <laughs> a serial killer in a child's body. He's an adult now. He grew up. He's fine. Anyway, they kind of zany race their way through all of the maze of boxes. Right. With Chucky kind of chasing them. They're on conveyor belts and trying to climb through. They climb through that one eyeball conveyor belt uh, to get to the exit, which is clearly just walkable, like right around the side of the machine. They could literally walk next to it and they walk through it. Like, it's insane. It was wild. But it does feel sort of reminiscent of T2 when they're like, or no, the first Terminator, right? It's Where T1 when they shut yeah, his yeah, hand yeah. in the grate. Yeah, yeah, it feels a little bit like that. And he rips his hand off, at which point you're like, oh, there's blood inside this doll. And then he takes the knife and makes himself like a knife arm. Paige, what drove me crazy about the scene where he rips his hand off is he clearly can grab the knife and just cut his hand off. Oh, yeah, off. why didn't he cut he his hand off? He just ripped his <laughs> hand off. Like, that was insane to me. That is crazy. Uh, But now he's got a blade for a hand. Right. So there's a backup on the conveyor belt, which alerts security. And we get to see that there's a valve for releasing molten plastic, which, you know, if you introduce it in act one, you got to use it by act. Yeah. Check off molten molten plastic valve. Yeah. Yeah, We all we've all heard the idiom page. It's fine. So the security guy goes to try and stop the jam and reset the conveyor belt. Uh, But of course, Chucky shows up, slashes his throat. The guy falls back onto the conveyor belt and the eyeballs give him doll eyeballs. So he's very dead. (laughs) It's so dumb. I loved it, though. I was laughing so hard. It's my favorite kill, I think, of the movie. It was great. Yeah. So they bump into a button which throws the conveyor in reverse. And we reveal that there's like a hot box kind of thing that like fuses body parts onto the dolls. So they like push an already made doll into it and get like a terrifying deadite doll out. Yeah. And <laughs> a so thing doll. Yeah. yeah. It does look like a thing doll. You're right. So we, of course, send Chucky through it and he comes out a bloody mangled mess. Yeah. 
uh, with too many arms, like, like a biblical angel amount of arms and legs and <laughs> yeah. eyes. Uh, and they're about to leave when they see a puddle of blood. Yeah. And we watch as the hanging guy that died in the eye conveyor belt swings and knocks into them, which knocks Kyle briefly unconscious onto a conveyor belt about to go into the like hot box plastic arm thing. And the door for it acts like a head chopping off device. Like a it, guillotine. Yeah. Industrial accidents are very serious. It is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they are definitely going to have to update the day counter on the sign that says this many days since the last accident. Right. Yeah. Because Andy then vents the molten plastic covering covering Chucky in it. Making him look like a thing, like pile of hands and arms and skin. Because he's like half melted, half still Chucky, but his hair's yeah. gone. Like, it's pretty great looking, honestly. It's pretty great. He rescues Kyle from the conveyor belt. They get up and she's like, wow, what did you do to him? And it looks like he's dead, except he gets back up again. So she takes one of the sliced tubes that he accidentally sliced on his way down with his knife arm and puts it in his mouth, which inflates his head until it explodes. And we cut to the next morning. They make it out of the factory alive. And he says, where are we going? And she says, home. And he's like, where's home? And she says, I have no idea. <laughs> and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, how did you guys feel about Child's Play 2? Honestly, solid sequel. Yeah, I I liked it as a sequel. I liked it as a film. It really gets me in the October spirit. Mm -hmm. I think it falls into, I think, my new favorite category of horror movie, and that is bonkers horror. And I am yeah. here for it. Like, I do feel like a lot of franchises in the 80s and 90s, like maybe the first movie was scary, but like the second and third and fourth and fifth movies, like they lean hard into the comedy aspects of it. And I am here for that shift. And I'm looking forward to that over the course of this month. Absolutely. I've heard there the new TV show is a continuation of this Chucky. And I heard it's really good. It's also on Peacock. I need to watch it. I think Andy from this movie is in it. Is he? Yeah. I think so. I'm all in. A, a couple of people come back, but yeah, I heard really good things about the show. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. Got it got good reviews. And I think it's got two seasons now. Or the second season is coming. Like they got a renewed for a second season or something? Yeah. I No, I think there's two seasons out. Oh, they might, it may got a third. It, I, I only hear good things about it. I, I want to watch yeah. it because this movie got me excited about Chucky again. I know. Yeah, because I hadn't watched Chucky in a long time. And yeah, it kind of made me want to watch it. Awesome. Well, Paige, you have some fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Evil Chucky, doll, fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so this sequel was released on the second anniversary of the original Child's Play. Oh, like, so okay. like same day, which oddly November 9th, not not a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. That is interesting that it comes after Halloween. Yeah. Uh, the events depicted in the movie cover a time span of four days. I know that's always a question we have, but this mm -hmm. we have like a definitive amount. Um, and this does take place in Chicago in 1990, the same time and place that Home Alone is taking place. What? And they were released the same year. What? Yes. They're released within weeks of each other. Wow. Okay. That is awesome. I couldn't tell because yep. there's nothing really architecturally significant. In <laughs> right. Anyway. So the opening credits reveal what's under the layers of the Chucky doll as they're kind of refurbing it. And when they get down to the kind of like metal head layer, that's when Brad Dourif's credit appears to basically symbolize that he is the person underneath the plastic doll. Oh, I thought it was because he was a metalhead. Sorry, my bad. Yep. He was just like really into docking at the time. <laughs> I mean, who is it? I know. Dream Warriors. Love it. Uh, yes. So a lot of people at the time were kind of surprised that the mother from the first film didn't come back for this one. 
And a lot of people thought that it was because she was then married and pregnant with her husband's baby, her husband, the lead puppeteer on the first one and this one. Wait, really? Wow. Yes. They met on the set of the first one. Wow. Okay. Awesome. I mean, good for them. I Is that why she didn't come back? Because she was pregnant? No, actually. Oh, okay. She was originally supposed to be in a scene in this movie. It ends up being unfilmed uh, and it gets utilized in a later sequel. Uh, But there was initially supposed to be an opening courtroom scene that established how she was sent to an institution. Right. So it ends up being cut from final shooting versions of the script. But she was actually on set almost the entire shooting schedule because her husband was on set. So she was there to visit him and she was pregnant at the time. Her husband, Kevin Yeager, actually ends up directing a bunch of scenes in this movie because of the difficult puppeteering they really wanted to make it look perfect and they do a great job. This movie yeah. holds up. I think it does do a really good job. Yeah. I think it looks better than the first one, to be honest. It does. Honestly, I agree with you. And it took an entire day to shoot the scene of Chucky stepping out of the closet with the ruler. So like a lot of the time wow. spent on this movie is the puppeteering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Now, in addition to that early courtroom scene that gets cut, there is an additional scene of the manufacturing company retrieving the Chucky doll from an evidence locker. And that evidence locker also included Freddy's glove and Jason's hockey mask. Oh, I love that. Essentially establishing that it's all the same universe. It's pretty funny. Um, But it gets cut. The courtroom scene uh, gets utilized in Curse of Chucky that came out in 2013. And the evidence locker opening uh, gets used in Bride of Chucky in 1998, which Bride of Chucky is a good time. Is it? That's a pretty fun one. Anyway, uh, Chris Sarandon was originally going to come back as the detective, but his scenes were also cut from the film once they cut that courtroom scene. Okay. And the reason for the cuts is listed as budgetary issues. So they just kind of had to pare it down. So that's also why they cut out the Christmas angle. But that was going to explain why there were so many good guy dolls in the factory. Okay. But I don't think we really need it. I think it works without it. Yeah, it works fine. So um, naming the good guy doll Tommy is actually after the director of the original Child's Play, Tom Holland. Okay. Not the guy who plays Spider-Man right now. (laughs) Uh, Different Tom Holland. Yeah. So that same year, Chucky appeared in a tuxedo at the 1990 Horror Hall of Fame Awards to advertise the theatrical release of the film. He was introduced by Robert England. Oh, wow. Okay. So by the professor in Urban Legend. But yeah, the professor (laughs) in Urban Legend. Um, Something a little bit unique that they did for this movie is they had Brad Dourif record all of his voiceover work in advance. So long before the movie starts shooting. And he was not necessarily ever on set because it was all recorded. But they did it. So that they could actually sync Chucky's mouth up with the audio. And in addition, they actually filmed shots of Chucky's face at 18 frames a second instead of 24. And then sped it up in post to match the audio. Okay. So that it it flowed better. But it also gave them more time to sync up the facial movements to the words Apparently, they had the hardest time with letters like F and B. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So (laughs) according to Don Mancini, who is the writer 
Um, the reason that the rest of the Child's Play films are released by Universal instead of MGM United Artists is kind of an interesting like studio interior fighting. So the first one is MGM uh-huh. and it was really successful for them. Um, but when they went to go make the sequel, United Artists was about to be bought out by a company that wanted to maintain friendly, like family friendly films. Uh, United Artists at various times has been owned by a couple different people. At one time, it's owned by Tom Cruise. It's a if you want to get into like studio shifting, United Artists and Sony have some really interesting stories around this time. But because they didn't want any horror on their slate, they sold off all of their horror properties to other studios. So in this case, they sold this one to Universal. Mistake. But then literally folded like right after. And these end up being successful for Universal. Yeah. And United Artists kind of ends up shit out of luck. But that's why there's two different companies that have released them. Okay. Anyway, when they're trying to find their way out of the factory, the maze of good guy boxes is a direct homage to The Shining. They follow almost the same track, which is really kind of fun. And uh, as he's trying to call down to the voodoo entity that he worships, uh, identified in the film as Dumbala, it's suggested that it may be a god of evil. Uh, This is listed in some of the novelization, but also it's supposed to be an allusion to the voodoo Loa Dumbala, which is kind of a historical, mythological, like trickster, not necessarily evil, like in religions like voodoo, uh, there's it's not necessarily good or evil as much as intention, if that makes sense. So depending on who's calling on who will kind of shape what happens. Um, but it is more of kind of a trickster god. Uh, so that is what's influencing. So but essentially the implication is that he's calling on a god of evil to bring him back to his body, but instead ends up still a doll. If the god's evil, he's probably not going to like do what you want to do. Yeah, or like a trickster god, he would do the opposite, right? This is the thing about intention, because if your intention is not where it should be, then you could get something very literal to what you asked for, but not the thing that you actually want. Just right. like dating. <laughs> and those are your fun facts. <laughs> well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit of box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Child's Play 2 back in 1990? I'm going to say 12 million. Okay. What do you think, Paige? I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say this is about 6 million. Okay. Mikey was closer, but still a little bit under. It was actually $13 million. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were very close. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's $29.4 million today. So this movie came out literally, Paige, the week before. Home Alone premiered, and that was the weekend of November 9th, 1990. It was number one at the box office that week. It beat the number two movie was Jacob's Ladder. The number three movie was Ghost. Number four was Sibling Rivalry. And number five was Reversal of Fortune. Also in theaters was the number seven movie that I love, Memphis Belle. And number 11, Dances with Wolves. Mm. So what do you think it made in its opening weekend? And then again, that was November 9th, 1990. Okay, so November 9th, opening weekend, is actually a holiday weekend. You've got the extra day on the 11th. So okay. I'm going to say that this actually probably made a fair amount. I'm going to say $10 million. Okay. What holiday is November 11th? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's Veterans Day. It's a bank holiday. I only, I know because my birthday is November 12th. I get a three-day weekend like half the time because of Veterans Day. I think it made $13 million. Okay. Uh, it made $10.7 million in its opening weekend. So, Paige, you were like really close to that. Yep. 
Now, okay, the next weekend it was up against, get this, Home Alone and Rocky V both premiered that week. So did The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, Rescuers oh, Down Under is such great. A good film. Yeah, so the next weekend, which is November 16th, 1990, it was third. Child's Play 2 was third. Home Alone was number one. It made 17 million its opening weekend. Rocky V made 14 million its opening weekend. Child's Play made 5 million. And Rescuers Down Under made 3.4 million. So it still did pretty well on its second week. But what do you think it made overall in its total domestic box office run? And I will give you a little bit of a hint. It was only in theaters for five weeks total. I still think it made $24 million. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go 25 All right. It was actually $26.9 million. <laughs> yeah. Slightly closer. Yeah, yeah. You guys were close. But uh, yeah, Paige, you sort of $1 bobbed him right there. Yep. And you won. Right, that's so, right. So yeah, there you go. Uh, it also made $7.2 million in the international market for a total of $34.1 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that would take it to $77.4 million in today's dollars. So it did pretty well in the theaters. I mean, it made like three times its budget back, so it definitely made all its marketing back and then some. So that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listeners is how scary we found the film when we watched it this time. I have some hypotheses about what we're going to say here today, but our one example is Ghostbusters and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. That's a hard one for me, Doug. It is a soft one for me, Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) I also give it a one. And that's our scary scale. Yeah, I mean, that's not a surprise. This is more comedy than horror, for me at least. So this week, you guys made me watch Child's Play 2. What are you making me watch next week as we continue sequel month? It's the listener request. Oh, that's right. It was a listener request. And this month, obviously, it being sequel month, you only had sequels of movies we've done to pick from. And a big thanks to Michael from the Facebook group who actually came up with a comprehensive list of all the possibilities. And then I obviously posted that in the Patreon post for it. And the four finalists for sequel month were Scream 4, Saw 2, House 3, and Hell House LLC Two, and the winner of the final vote was Scream 4. So your homework for next week is to watch Scream 4. I can't believe we're doing another Scream so fast. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see where it goes because Scream 3 was bonkers. I was here for it. I hope that Scream 4 continues the bonkersness. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yes. No. (laughs) I like your very non-committal answer. So while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to do this week? I'm going to do Bex Fix. What does Bex Fix have to say? It's B-X-F-X-X-X. It's Bex F-Triple-X? That sounds sure. a little sexy. If that's what you're into. But they start the review. <laughs> Coffin rocking. Coffin rocking! I absolutely love this podcast. Paige, Todd, and Mikey are not only hilarious, but their reviews are well-researched and thoughtful. That's all, Paige. You don't have to lie to us. You're already <laughs> getting your review read. <laughs> I've been listening for years now and can't get enough. On top of that, they have created a safe, fun community where we can talk about these crazy movies we love. Thank you all for your hard work and talent. Five stars. Well, Bex FXXX, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. Uh, 
So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including Tim. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week, Mikey? She uh, won't get over her trauma. I mean, they said that, like, she only witnessed, like, four or five murders, and she won't, like, she'll walk it off. But she, like, wrote a note to her teacher said, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Come on, Tia's teenager. You're supposed to bounce back from shit like this. Yeah. You're supposed to be fine. Yeah, you're supposed to be resilient. Yeah. What's wrong with you? This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants to have me make you guys watch some spooky spider videos, but this week, he actually changed things up for October. He says he's turning 40 on the 3rd, so, oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. He's turning 40 on the 3rd, so instead of creepy stuff this month, we are going to go with my favorite thing, stupid humor. So, let's see what this is. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) i should explain what he's saying i should explain what he's saying so like this is hilarious but it's someone who's answering questions and the question is an aluminum baseball bat i'll just play it hang on hang on if you were in an open field with an aluminum aluminum baseball bat how many 10 year olds with bike helmets could you take down before the uh, dude an infinite amount (laughs) my aim is so precise that is mikey energy right there if i've ever heard it (laughs) yep yep like the the morality just Kids with that. Oh, no, I'd be laughing the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> I love the question. How do you feel about the morality of that? I would be laughing the whole way through. That is great. Well, Jonathan, <laughs> thank you so much for that awesome, awesome video. And thank you for it not being a spooky spider video. I appreciate it. I know Paige does as well. She hates spiders. Mikey loves spiders. No notes. Arachnophobia was his favorite movie. Can't get enough of it. Mm. We now return you to another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. I definitely remember what happened. Oh, I'm sure you remember who you made a time master.
Anthony. Uh-oh, was he the Time Master or was he Kronos, Lord of the Admiralty? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> well, I think it's Anthony. Okay. He's a Time Master. Yep. Does that sound right? Yeah, All sure. Right. Yeah. So down at the bottom of the fucking ocean, it's Sea Lab. The Sea Lab is a Sea yeah. Lab. And uh, Anthony, he's like, I'm a Time Master, fuckers. And... Uh, <laughs> Jennifer with a PH has been my time captain the whole time because y'all fuck up everything. That is true. I mean, our band of heroes do tend to fuck shit up. And so where you're going now is, oh my God, I just got a whole inspiration hit right in my mind. Hell yeah. Okay. It hit him deep in the mindicles. Are you yeah. going to go full Snowpiercer with it? Oh, no. please don't. We're going full Quantum Leap. Hell Yes. <laughs> so you two pick what era we need to go to next. 1920s Chicago. Fuck yeah. All right. So <laughs> All right. he snaps his fingers. I love that we're doing this Mad Lib style. <laughs> <laughs> Every it's 1920s Chicago. Hell yeah. With a PH is like, look, you fuckers. <laughs> now we're in Chicago. What are you gonna do here? We're, we're so tired of you fucking everything up in the timeline. What are you going to do in Chicago? So there we go. I know you didn't know it was Chicago because it's not architecturally significant, but that's where we are. It's Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know where this is going. So Isaac and Karun end up just murdering a bunch of gangsters <laughs> with their Wolverine claws, and, and then Isaac eats one. And it, it's an, an Italian restaurant. Yeah, it's a mobster Italian restaurant. <laughs> Scott, who's still a thing, and Wes, who's still a Voldemort, <laughs> were put in one of the old-timey circus sideshows from like Water for Elephants. I, oh, wow. I want to be clear that the guy who was a Voldemort is like Voldemort, like old decrepit from King's, yeah, Cross, King's Station. Cross Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like a grown man in a black cloak without a nose. Yeah, I almost gave him his body back a few weeks ago, but. Mikey, what I really want you to do is I want you to go through the books. So like in one episode, he's on the back of someone's head. <laughs> and then eventually they make like a stew. And that's when oh, he gets so his body funny. back. Okay. Oh, so funny. So Danielle, Aaron, and Libby were our Mundanites, and their hundreds of Mun people have disappeared. The uh -oh. Time Master didn't send them back. And Wes Wait, is like, did they stay at Sea Lab and in the past, like in Jurassic Past? And is that where the the myth of Atlantis comes from? It's a cliffhanger, bro. Cliffhanger. There's no myth. We've actually already been to Atlantis in the Patreon. You know what? That's that's on me. I did forget. I apologize. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's where we met Allie. I think we got yes. Allie, Allie from. Allie yeah. is an Atlantean mermaid. Yes, that's what it is. My apologies, Allie. Okay. Anyway, big government captures the Mun people to interrogate them all, and they cut off Libby's finger to study it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And this is like, this isn't like government now. This is uh -huh. like 1920s. This is like Warren G. Harding government. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Dreskel and um, <laughs> Kate have a meeting. They're like, okay, they're in Chicago. They're like, like on top of one of the buildings. And they're like, they're like, Kate's like, Dreskel, you are an evil villain, but you've used time travel before. What is happening? He's like, look, man, I am not in control. I don't know what we're going to do. We are powerless <laughs> here. I don't know what's happening. And then um, Kate's like, well, what do we do? He's like, we just got to survive. <laughs> Shining Donut goes to a local bakery to see how the donuts were first invented. Okay. I thought that would be sweet. <laughs> Nathan, the professional wrestler, carries him and Jeremy. 
They go to like a like a flapper party, Roaring Twenties. <laughs> they go yeah, everyone's to like, like a, flapper dresses and doing the Charleston. Yeah, absolutely. They I go you full doing. on fucking Gatsby because Nathan <laughs> like looks. He's a handsome wrestler. Jeremy's got his laser eyes, laser and shit. They're like hooking up with 1920s women at their party. Love it. Nice. Cody at the pawn shop. And then wait, uh, the pawn shop got transferred to the future, too. He can build a pawn shop anywhere. It's a special power. OK, Ooh. that's a weird superpower. But all right. Yeah. So he he sells Bo Easy and Dave a Tommy gun. <laughs> See? And then Alex, the magician, he goes and visits Houdini and learns a special magic illusion trick. Okay. I mean, Houdini was an escape. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. He also caught bullets. All right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not sure he would have classified himself as a magician, though, which is honestly why Paige is not super attracted to him. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Who married Lauren the cave woman? It was common law, Mikey. I don't. I honestly don't know. Oh. This is your story. Well, she's just in the streets of Chicago freaking the fuck out because she's a primitive cave woman. She's got a giant club, and she's just clubbing the shit out of passerby. I thought she had a giant club and a giant brain. You were wrong. <laughs> All right. I mean, I think pretty sure that's what you said last week. Mr. Ragebomb, he and Dave are walking down the street, and Dave's like, I got a Tommy gun because we're like back in time. And Mr. Ragebomb, I'm like, I think next time we see the time master, I'm going to try to blow up, so I blow him up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good idea, Ragebomb. But he's like, I'm going to go to this diner and have a slice of pie or whatever. He's like, all right, I'm going to continue walking down the road. So then... <laughs> Dave is killed in the Valentine's Day Massacre. What? And then they all quantum leap away until next week. I guess we'll have to find out where they quantum leap to next on another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Could easily get kicked away from you, nerds.